0: Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative and securities and investments products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. The information presented on the show is solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service method. The opinions expressed are those of Joshua Goldsmith and Goldsmith Financial and are subject to change based on markets and other conditions. <laughs>
1: Is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to. Your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow,
2: Ray, man. I listen to the audience are so in for a treat today, man. They're going to
3: learn a couple of things that we all need to know about right now. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the need for financial and estate planning uh, to get your life in order. You know, um, it, it's funny because when, when we talk about this subject, it's, it's so different because for me growing up as a young kid, uh, we never had that conversation in my family. We never had to talk about what do you do with your money? What do you want to do when you know you have kids and how do you want to prepare for the rest of your life? So um, I had to kind of figure it out on my own. And, and it was a hard lesson to learn as I grew up. But uh you know, I, want, I don't want my audience to make that same mistake. So we have some great guys here that's going to help us uh, navigate through that space. And you're absolutely right, man. I tell you, you said when you was growing up,
2: when I was growing up, i am be honest with you. didn't have any money to even think about <laughs> <that. laughs> in, investing uh, <laughs> or uh, planning. Uh, but, but as we uh, get older and we start uh, learning and we, and we get a little money or whatever that might be, we need to put some away for a rainy day. So uh, I have been learning the art of uh, planning and saving over the last 20-something years. And, and uh, you know, I tell you, and when it also as we get older, uh, we also have to uh, look forward and plan for uh, our next generations that we might leave behind. So and and keep uh, a lot of stuff from getting tied up in courts and a lot of other different things.
3: Yeah, I've, unfortunately, I've had to deal with that. You know, recently with my my grandfather's passing, and that, that some some things that that you learn about when you go through that stuff, you go through probate, you going through all these different things. You never even think about it because you never want to think about it. You ne- you think you're invincible. You think your family's invincible. But then at the end of the day, there are assets and things that transfer uh, as far as wealth and, and just legacy from you know generation to generation. And with multiple people, if you don't have a plan, you don't have an idea of what uh, is going on, it's going to be a big problem. So, you know, it's it's crazy that we talk about that now. I'm glad we're having this conversation, J.C., um, but what, what's going on with your life, man? How, how you been this week, man? You know, I'm telling you, man. I'm i in Dallas and it's
2: 106 degrees out there. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh. You know, just running away, and you can't run from the sun. You go fry and- egg on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, man, just sitting back, man, just trying to stay cool and uh, continue uh, uh A lot of things that we got coming up and that I have coming up. And so me and Michelle just been working these things out and trying to figure out how we going to get a vacation in this year. I mean, normally we'll have two or three by now.
3: Man, <laughs> yeah, that that's, that is a, a tough thing. I was sitting back looking back at, at all the pictures because, you know, on Facebook, uh, you get the pictures of last. Last year to pop up and last year I had the uh, blessing and honor to take my wife to, to Greece and to Italy and I traveled to Bahrain and all these beautiful places and now, uh, my, my best place I've been to right now, it was Columbus, Ohio. So, <laughs> for, for for this past year, man, it, it's, it's been a rough one, man. But I can't wait to get back out. My daughter was out actually on vacation in, in Tulum, Mexico, and I'm seeing the pictures. I had no idea she was going. I'm like, when did you get old enough to just go on vacation by yourself? But she's 25 now, so I guess, I, you know. But you
2: know what, she... man, I tell you, man, it's, it's great living in uh, Texas and living in California because uh, Michelle and I, we can always come come back to California, our vacation home, you know, right. to, to have a vacation. Yes. Uh, that kind of gets us away from here a little bit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That That's, that's a good thing. Uh, and we've been had a, you know, our new house that we moved into, we get to have a little staycation at home. So that that's been a blessing, you know, so far too, but you know, nothing like traveling. I'm I'm so used to traveling and being out amongst the people and seeing different cultures and backgrounds. And uh, you know, for me, it's just been a whole whole different world. I know everybody's had their own different experience, about, you uh, know, this 2020 so far. But, uh, you know, we stay positive because there there is a brighter way and there's a brighter sun that's going to shine tomorrow and we got up today and we're blessed to get up today and it's it's not 106 here in San Diego. <laughs> it's about a beautiful 92 degrees, you know, and, and a beautiful breeze. So I, I can't complain. I'm I'm over here talking like, oh, everything's bad, but I can't complain <laughs> too much. Hey, man, let's
2: talk about our show. The title of our uh, topic today is the need for financial and estate planning. And, Ray, we got two great gentlemen here that's going to educate uh, our listening audience on what exactly that means. Yeah, you know?
3: absolutely. Absolutely. You want to introduce our first
2: guest? Yeah, so. Uh, our first guest who's also our sponsor we oh, we, yeah. we, we, we got you we, we, love Financial we, 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 we gotta mention that I mean this guy's a wonderful guy and uh, he's been uh, in financial planning for over 14 years uh, he's uh, from the Midwest uh, he said he's a McWesner and he grew up in Michigan you know I went to school in Michigan so uh, I mean he's alright with me now, now see you gonna have <laughs> some problems today
3: because, because our other guest uh, he went to Ohio State and I went to Ohio so Michigan, Ohio well, you know, that's, that's like the Hatfields and McCoys. So we, we're going to have some issues going
2: on. <laughs> yeah, So uh, Michigan and, and also Indiana, where I, but this guy right here, man, has a heart of gold. And I tell you, he's going to uh, explain to our listening audience how they can go about planning uh, their financial future. Uh, so without any further, let's bring in Joshua Goldsmith. How, how you, you doing? doing, Joshua?
3: Doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent. Welcome to the show. So, Thank you. you know, no, before, before we get started, we would love to give our, our audience a little bit of background. So, tell us about your business and what kind of services you offer and, and a little bit about you.
4: Sure. Uh, Goldsmith Financial. I started my business in 2012 uh, and my background, well, actually I have a degree in psychology. So,
3: okay, so, <laughs> that works well with financial <laughs> services. <laughs> <It does. laughs> you, you
4: know, I, I, I uh, licensed up uh, back in uh, 2006, and um, uh, but that's when I started with Edward Jones Investments. I worked for them for six years, uh, and decided, yeah, I better get out on my own. Uh, didn't like the way that um, when I when I worked hard all day long, I look, look back up. and so it didn't say my name on top of that <laughs> right. building, you know. <laughs> it. And um, and I thought I could do a better job, frankly. Right. Uh, so uh, I started. I, I went independent uh, through LPL Financial uh, and uh, Goldsmith Financial uh, back in 2012. Excellent.
3: Excellent. So you you told us a little bit about how you started in in the process. Uh, No. And you work with uh, Edward Jones and I know they they have a a onboarding program and everything. So tell us a little bit about that process and how the process with you switching over to your own business. Sure.
4: Uh, well, in, uh, 2003, when I made the decision to become a, or uh, 2006, when I made the decision to become a financial consultant, um, they had a, they recruited me, you know, mm-hmm. they, they wanted me, uh, I was, I was actually, uh, deciding whether or not to go, you know, w- which grad school to go to for, uh, to become a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. to get my, uh, side D it's, it's kind of like a PhD. Right. Uh, so kind of my, my career, uh, did a little swing. I've always been interested and followed the financial markets, uh, growing up and, up into that point uh, and they made me they made me an offer i can't refuse let's put it <laughs> right that way. Right. you know it's like you know do another three years study psychology or you know start your business now with something that i'm very very interested in and they did all the training they uh they, they taught me how to run a business i have uh, nothing bad to say about them they, they treated me right. right um and um and building my business you asked uh During those uh, first years, 2008, you know, became a recession year, Uh, went door to door, was going door to door, uh, something probably uh, we're not going to do now these days, (laughs) uh, but uh, door to door. Getting my clients, uh, meeting people, and uh, for the first five years, I, I think I knocked on over twenty five thousand doors.
2: Wow! Yeah. Wow! You know,
3: The kids, kids today, <laughs> JC, they will never know that life.
2: <laughs> you, you're absolutely right. Hey, hey, Joshua. So, you know, you said uh, psychology started out with that. What's what is the difference between an independent financial consultant and one that worked for uh, a bank or Fidelity or I mean, just like I know you, you're affiliated with LPL. Uh, yeah. What's 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 the difference? So
4: uh, the difference is, is uh, for, for example, like an, uh, like an Edward Jones versus uh, uh, Goldsmith Financial, or LPL Financial, that's who I'm affiliated with, um, it's a captive de- broker-dealer versus non-captive. So uh, I am, r- rather than, th- simply put, when I worked for Edward Jones, I was an employee. Today I'm self-employed. So uh, my clients weren't really my clients over there. They were Edward Jones clients. My clients today... Are my clients?
3: Wow! Um, Excellent. So when you talk about you know ha- having your clients and and you look at each client differently, I, I assume and you no know, depending upon what their basis. I know everyone normally thinks that for me to start investing or for me to have a financial plan, I need to have this much money. So they they they're scared to go into trying to even even start in the basis. But can you tell you know our audience kind of like what what do you need to and when can you start planning?
4: Well, that's a great question. Uh you, when you can start planning is is when uh, there's no there's no set, set time. When you start making your first earned income dollar, that's when you can actually contribute to your IRA. Mm. Uh which is an, it's an individual retirement plan. Uh and you can uh basically start saving then. Oh, perfect.
3: Yeah. You know, we, hold that thought because uh we got we got about a minute left and so okay. we're going to go into a commercial with JC yeah. we're going to have to pay no, the bro. bills pretty shortly here. But, um, no, we're going to come back with, a, with another ep- section of It's Your Life. Uh, this is Ray Leonard Jr. And this is James Cooley Jr.
1: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
5: Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760 586 5275. That's 760 586 5275. Or visit GoldsmithFinancial.net. GoldsmithFinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member. Member FINRA SIPC.
6: Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
1: It's your life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
2: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, hey Joshua, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about investments. Uh, the market is volatile right now. Um, what is uh, what would you recommend uh, to potential new investors uh, in, in investing right now, even though the, uh, the market is, might be tumbling sometimes?
4: Well, first of all, there are no blanket solutions. Uh, when somebody comes to me, everybody is unique. I recognize that in my new client, and they have unique goals. They have unique dreams. Um, my expertise is matching them up with the best solutions for their needs.
3: Excellent. Excellent. So talking about the best solutions, uh, I've been kind of riding the wave a little bit of, of of the stock market. I told you, I think, uh, our, our audience last time that my my youngest son has been been playing the market a little bit and you know, he's really gotten into uh, trying to figure out what his financial plan is and he's 13 years old and so like when you said that you're never too young to start you're not yeah so he's earned a little income That's now great. so it so it's it's kind of addicted to him he just yeah. wants to see it and he asked me questions about you know all these different no uh, companies and knowing that you have some ownership in a company when you buy a stock. Um, which, which is making a kind of whole different thought process with him. But uh, for me now, and I'm sure like with JC, like we had to look at the, the longer plan. And one of the hardest things for me to, uh, to get used to was talking about life insurance. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I first got my first policy when I was about uh, I was 27, 28 years old. And for me, I couldn't wrap my head around. I said, I'm too young, I'm too healthy, and there's no way I'm going to need life insurance. Right. Can, you, can you explain to our audience about you know, life insurance and why that's important?
4: Absolutely, uh, life insurance has a myriad of uh, possibilities. I mean, you you can use it for uh, to build your own pension plan. You could you could overfund a life insu- a permanent life insurance policy. To uh, build a pension plan that you can take with you, but mainly uh, it's it's uh, advertised and used out there, uh, sold to, so that let's say you, you buy a home, you have a family, and you're the you, who's the breadwinner. Uh, what happens if something happens to that person? You know, now, now you get a couple kids and, and a spouse that's not working. Well, if that person has life insurance, obviously it's a tax-free benefit that happens once someone uh, passes away that their family can use
3: hmm. now, now, now you talk about that like so when we're talking about life insurance what is kind of the best investment um for for a younger person you know, we, They have the term life a whole life the variable uh, life policies yeah. which can get kind of confusing sure when, sure. when you're first looking at it, that's said term life was the first thing i got into because i said oh because it's cheap <laughs> so, <laughs> right but can you, can you right. give tell our, our all the audience a little difference between each one and why they sure. should be looking at it the
4: two, the difference between a term a term policy is is just that it's, it's uh, a selected term that the buyer uh, purchases. So if you have a thirty year mortgage, let's say uh, you you can buy a thirty year term. If something happened to you during that thirty years, you can you can rest assured as long as the benefit amount is enough to pay off the mortgage along the way. That you know the the home will be taken care of if something happens to you. Mm. Now, in a permanent policy. That never expires. As long as you make the premium payment, you, uh, typically the uh, the insurance company will. They very rarely raise their premiums, uh, and if they do, they're gonna they're gonna raise them across the board for everybody. It's not gonna be just picking on you. But a permanent policy will will not expire and, and uh, will continue uh, to and will pay out. It, it, it's often used as a uh, benefit uh, for to pass on your estate uh, when you when you pass. It's people plan to use that. For uh, estate planning.
2: Wow, you know. Hey, as a financial advisor, it is important to recommend investments that are in the best interest of your client. Can you explain how the SEC view the best interests of your client? Uh, I think it's called Reg B, Regulation B. Uh, sure,
4: JC. As far as the best the best interest uh, of my client, I-, I have to do diligence uh, on my part to find out what is a client's goal, what what is their need, what is their net worth, what is their uh, time horizon. What is the risk tolerance? And 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 they're ensuring that me as an advisor are doing my diligence so that I can uh, put together the best plan in the best interest of my client. Very simply.
3: Now, start, talk about the best interest of your client, uh, mm-hmm. JC. I want to I want to bring in our, our next guest too because I mean we're talking about estate planning, the overall financial planning. I think it'd be great to have have both of them in here to to discuss you know this because you have to look at it as a as a full plan for your for your life and for your family's life so I,
2: I think we have to look at it and you know both of them as a dual uh, connection because it goes hand in hand and uh, I tell you I, I, I it's an absolute pleasure introducing our next guest uh, uh, his name is David Height uh, he went to Thomas M Cooley Law School uh, might be a relative of mine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh then uh you know he's barred uh, in the state of California, um practice in San Diego. Um a lot of great things I'm looking at, but um most importantly, uh to me uh he was a military uh uh, service vet, yeah, you know, so air,
3: air force, air force guy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my uncle's
3: in the air force. My my <laughs> grand my grandfather was in the navy, so they always would go back and forth. Air force, navy, <laughs> marines. All you know, you know they, there's always a friendly battle in between the services.
2: It, 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 but you know, uh, David is going to come in and explain uh, uh, the importance of estate planning and uh, a lot of other things that uh, our listeners audience to know. Well, welcome to the show, David. How you doing?
3: I'm doing great, JC. It's good to be here. Good to be with you, Ray Jr. Thanks, thanks for having you. I mean, I'm glad you're you're actually in the studio. It feels it feels good to actually be around people. <laughs> I've Been isolated for so long, but good to have you guys in the studio. That's good. Yeah. So so uh, tell us about about yourself a little little bit, David, and uh, about your uh, why you became uh, a lawyer and, and you know why you wanted to practice law.
0: Well, I didn't want to be a lawyer when I grew up. <laughs> uh, my, uh,
3: that happens. Nobody has that dream. Very, very few people have that
0: dream. My, uh, <laughs> my dad was a, an optometrist, and I thought maybe something like that, or uh, I, or even a cook. I was interested. I love to cook, so I was thinking maybe in a restaurant someday. Okay. And maybe that's still possible.
6: Yeah.
0: But uh, I uh, went to Ohio State uh, and uh, Buckeyes. Wish I. Ah! Hoping there's going to be a season this year, but you see, you hit not a, looking
3: good. I know we just we just heard from the, the Big Ten, and so oh. I, I don't know what's so yeah. yeah, oh, it's. They say, "Oh how I hate Ohio State." Is that- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see no. that Michigan Ohio State yeah. thing going on in here?
0: <laughs> yeah, we got we got rivalry here, but we we work together uh, for the the common good, so we uh, we do a good job with that. So uh but I I decided I wanted to be a, an attorney kind of in my 30s uh after I had worked uh with a nonprofit uh company and also did some teaching my my degree is in education uh at Ohio State and uh, so uh, but I got uh, the the bug to uh, practice law seeing I could how I can help individuals in the legal profession and and uh, that's so I pursued that and got my law degree and um, my first job was with an estate planning attorney, uh, and that's how I started in the estate planning field. I, I really enjoyed it, and I, that's what I've been doing for about 13 years. Hey, mm. David, uh,
2: why is estate planning so important?
0: Well, JC, it's important because everybody has uh, assets, whether it's little or a lot, and um, in, in everybody 100% is uh, going to uh, pass on. As far as I know, it that hasn't changed <laughs> and uh it's so you've got a plan uh for for that and 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 also even if let's say you, you don't pass away but let's say you get sick and you're you can't uh, uh you can't manage your finances like you used to or something like that uh, you if you don't have a a power of attorney or other documents in place you could be in a in a tough spot and leave your children or your uh, your friends or your beneficiaries in a tough spot so it's good to plan and to make sure that you uh, are prepared for whatever life throws at you.
2: Yeah. Okay. I can, I can, how can estate planning help me out with my financial management assets?
0: Well, it's a good thing because when you like meet with someone like uh, Josh and you you start to develop your financial plan and and what you have, um, when a lot of times that can kind of be. On autopilot, or they can forget what, you know, who the beneficiary is on on their account. And when you when you come to to an estate planning attorney, they're going to want to know what types of accounts you have. What are they retirement? Are are they tax deferred? Are they taxable accounts? And you know, do you have beneficiaries on those accounts? What what does it uh, you want to do with those accounts and if, if you were to pass away. How do you want to see those distributed? And that's, that's where the state planning attorney uh, works really well with the financial planning uh, individual to help create a, a good plan.
3: Well, you know what? The the estate planning attorneys and the financial advisors are are definitely needed. Um, You know, I've seen it as a a sports agent and as a business person and see and see what happens when you don't have a plan. And, you know, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of friends and people that you know didn't have a plan and have to fight it out through the courts and everything. Um, But, you know, I want to ask you some more questions. I'm going to try to steal some free advice while we're on a radio show. (laughs) But um, we got to go to a commercial and. um, You know, I I think we're going to have a a great uh, second space. But um, this is It's Your Life, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. Uh, This
2: is uh, James J.C. Cooler. We're going to come back and talk to David a, a little bit more. It's Your Life.
1: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life
7: build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching, too, to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com, putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting.
1: Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley.
2: And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow. You know, Ray, uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, uh, text messages right now uh, that the um, the audience want to know, what's the difference between a trust and a will? David.
0: Yeah. Well, you think of a, a will that... Is a is something that's going to take place when you pass away, um, it, and it doesn't uh, really have any power uh, till that event happens. Uh, a trust, on the other hand, is something that is created while you're alive, and it is it's working while you're living, and you're putting assets into the trust, um, and so that's that's the major difference between the two. You can you can change. The assets in the trust you can manage those and but with a will they, they stay in your your name only they're not in a trust uh, they could be a uh, retirement account uh, that has a beneficiary on it which would be a uh, which would be actually outside of a will um, and, and that's because that's going to pass to the beneficiary upon your death the will has no control on that but any asset that's titled in your name that doesn't have a beneficiary on it. The will is going to be uh, the driving document that's going to tell where that goes, uh, and a trust does the same thing as far as d- directing where those assets are going to go, but the trust uh, is actually um, it's effective while you're while you're living
3: so let let me ask you this uh, you know you talk about preparing a will which no one wants to do. No one thinks they're ever going to die. I never think they, they you know, look at it that way. But um, do you have to go over every single asset you have and, and, and say, this is where I want it to go? Or can you do it in more of a roundabout way? Or uh, how how does that come about? I mean, what's the best way to go about that?
0: Uh, if you have a will and your will generally will have a residual clause that says, I give my estate to so so, so forth, so on um that's going to include everything you have so if if let's say you have some assets that don't have a beneficiary on it, um, your will says that's that asset's going to go to this person, so you don't have to list anything specifically a lot of times people will list personal property in their will like they have uh, an heirloom you know some jewelry, something that they want to have to go to somebody, and you can do that. Uh, and outside even outside your will, as long as the will references it you can you can change it um as as needed but but for most assets you're going to just uh, the will says it's going to go to a, B and C, yeah, my wife made that easy for me, she said, yeah, just put everything to me, so we don 't have to even worry about it
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that'll take that'll make everything easy so yeah. uh Josh, I want to go back to you when we were talking about you know estate planning and and talking about you know, uh your wills and, and everything. I know you like to look at it. Both of you guys like to look at it a holistic thing, you know, all-encompassing, having a plan for you for your life. Um, tell the audience how estate planning um, uh, fits in with financial planning. Sure.
4: Estate uh, planning is a... It- Goes hand in hand in the sense that uh, if, if I'm putting together a financial plan for you, let's say you have a, you have your nest egg, and then you have your your goal, what you want to what in, what type of income you want to generate in retirement, and then what you want to leave to your to your how much you want to have over left over. Uh, well, I can't do anything with what's left over other than say, hey, you know, we if we don't get a trust attorney, uh, if you don't get a trust on these assets, then. There's going to be big time taxes coming uh, when you pass away. Your family's gonna gonna have to weather those taxes um, unless you set up a trust and and actually direct and have a plan. If you don't have a plan for your for your money, IRS has a plan for it.
3: <laughs> I heard that. I've seen that way too many times, that the IRS will definitely have your plans. And so let's look at it from an, another standpoint. So like you said, um, the IRS will have a plan for it. So if you don't have a estate plan, if you don't have, say, your beneficiary set, what happens to those, to those funds that you
0: leave behind? Well, Dave, David, you can, David. If If you don't have... You
3: yeah, you don't have a plan and, and there's no clear uh, no next beneficiary in line, then you know, what happens with, with that?
0: If if the assets are over 166250 right now in California, uh, it could be different from uh, other states. But if the assets are of that value, then there will be a probate uh, for those assets. And so there's going to be a court process that's going to uh, take a year or longer to – determine uh, who gets those assets and and you don't really have a say on who gets those assets you, the court does based on the probate law mm-hmm. so if you don't have a plan uh, you're leaving it up to the court to make it for you and um, uh, that so if, but if you have either a trust or a will you can avoid you, you can avoid the court making the decision regarding who gets what but you can control if, if it's a trust you can even avoid the, the whole court process of going through a probate if it's already in a trust.
4: And, and there are assets that are also exempt, such as an IRA, an individual retirement account. They have direct beneficiaries, so do uh, annuities, that you put on there. You don't have to list in your trust or will. Uh, you can't list it in your will. I mean, the, the beneficiary will, uh, on the contract uh, or IRA, will uh, supersede any any, any uh, will, uh, but that that is – Sufficient to uh, pass on to your beneficiary.
2: Hey David, um, can you explain to our listening audience um, what's the difference between a revocable and an irrevocable trust?
0: Sure, uh, a revocable trust is what it says. It's it's revocable. You can amend it and you can change it. And it basically it's kind of like a, a mirror of yourself. It 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 has your social security number. It's doesn't have a it's not a separate entity it's kind of like it, it's just like you but it's a trust uh holding that asset and you can take assets in and out of it you can change that document uh up until the point you die or until the, or you lose capacity you can make changes uh, an irrevocable trust is is like a separate entity almost like a business that has its own tax ID number and everything else it stands by itself and you and you don't have any control over an irrevocable trust and in a lot of times it's designed to reduce someone's uh, taxable estate by moving assets into an irrevocable trust so they uh, are not included in your in your estate so you reduce your taxes but you lose control over it you're you're not the trustee of it like you like a revocable uh you have to appoint somebody else and they make all the decisions and they decide if you're going to get assets from the trust or not, it's, you really don't have any say. Uh, So that's, that's the major difference.
2: Okay. Can you explain the difference? I mean, I mean, uh, a trustee, I mean, I I think that that that's a, that's very important when it comes to handling the affairs, what exactly a trustee and who can be appointed as a trustee?
0: Sure. The trustee is the person that you choose to be the administrator of your uh, trust when you pass on, so if it 's a, a husband wife or spouse situation, typically if one spouse passes the other spouse is the successor trustee but when s- both spouses pass then you have to have another trustee or or even a backup uh, that will administer your trust and that they will be charged with that with the duty of following what you've put in your trust and making sure that those assets that you have put in your trust uh, get to where they're supposed to go, and sometimes that trustee may be a trustee for could be years if if there's minor children involved. The, and say the trust says they don't get the first uh, distribution until they're turned 25. So that trustee would would be someone who would be uh, at at the job and continuing to administer that trust until that beneficiary reaches that age. And then they would. To distribute those assets, and they typically it can even be a beneficiary on the trust. Typically, and, uh someone who's responsible, uh, they a beneficiary can be a trustee. Uh, some sometimes uh, individuals will will appoint uh, financial institutions to be uh, trustees, banks, uh, even um, like Edward Jones uh, does. Oh. It would, be pri- it would be private trust company now. So I, I, I work with a
4: corporate uh, trust company that uh, I, I can help uh, be the relationship manager. Uh, if you know uh, some trustees, uh, some grantors, the people that created the trust, have passed on, and they need someone to manage it, uh, you know they, they can assign private trust company to become that trustee and, and distribute.
3: It's good. It's good you bring that up because I always have a you know a thought process issue about. No, when you talk about someone that has gonna have power attorney or executor or a trustee, you kind know, of explain that whole situation. What's what's the difference from a trustee to someone who is the executor and someone who's you assigned to have power attorney? I'm
4: gonna give that to David.
0: Yeah. The the trustee is the trustee of the trust and that's like like an executor of a will, they they're the trustee of your trust and they they have the responsibility to manage that trust on your behalf. And for, the, and for the benefit of the beneficiaries. The executor would be the – if there's a will involved, uh, there, that individual would be the executor of the will and be able to take it through the probate process and courts if necessary. Um, so, and then you've got your power of attorney and health care directives, and th- these are agents that you've appointed uh, to, uh, to help with financial matters that, that can sign documents on your behalf under power of attorney. Or if it's a health care situation, they, they're they the agents that uh, can communicate with doctors and sign a medical uh, contracts as well. Hey, David, can you hold that
2: thought? Uh, we're going to take a uh, station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk to David and Joshua. It's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard, Jr.
1: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
5: Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760 586 5275. That's 760 586 5275. Or visit GoldsmithFinancial.net. GoldsmithFinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member. Member FINRA SIPC.
6: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
1: It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Well, welcome back to Your Life. I'm James
3: Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. Clips. Ray, we are getting educated today. Oh yes, sir, man. Before we went to the break, I had some some thoughts going through my mind. You know, I always you know start to think about my on personal finance and, and everything else that's, that's happening when we're talking about financials. Um, but we're sitting here with uh, Joshua Goldsmith and, and David White. Um, and the show was uh, the need for financial and estate planning. So just to give your audience a, a update. Um, but I know a lot of our audience is, is, know, have been losing jobs and their 401ks, or maybe they switched to different jobs and they're transferring. Um, give us the audience some advice about, you know, how do you move your 401k from uh, your old job to your new job, or if they should tap into their 401k if they're struggling uh, with finances right now or try to find some other way. Um, give us some advice for our audience for that.
4: Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a unique question to each individual. So if you, if you lose your job, you, you can leave your 401k at your prior employer, hmm. ma- manage that. With them, you can you still have access to change in and out of the mutual funds that they offer. Right. You can roll it over to an IRA, to an individual retirement account, where you can buy. It opens up the the selection to the whole universe of investments. You can buy uh, shares of stock. You can buy unit investment trusts. You can buy uh, your own mutual funds, um, or you can cash it out and pay the taxes on it, you know, you can, you can do a
3: portion of, of each. But so if you transfer, you don't get, you don't get penalized for it. For if you taxes. transfer
4: it into an IRA, no, there, uh, as long as you do it well, within a set time, uh, I think it's 60, 60 days. Uh, you're not going to have any, any taxes due on that.
2: Hmm. i got a question for, for, uh, for David, uh, getting back to uh, wheels and trusts, David, if a will is or contested. I mean, I, I'm sure that a will or a trust is contested. Uh, does it get caught up in probate, and how long, uh do that normally last?
0: Yeah, if a will gets contested, um, then then you're looking at a pretty long uh, court battle to determine uh, if the will's valid and and what are the reasons why. Uh, so, it could be a year. Uh, two years or longer until that gets resolved, especially now with the courts uh, uh, with this uh, pandemic and making things even slower uh, than the courts, uh, uh, you know, generally take, uh, it's, it can take a long time to get that done. And um, so I, that's why contests should be really carefully, uh, you know, considered before they're, they're done because that one, that's, it's a large expense and, and uh, two, a lot of trusts and wills have no contest clause in them, which if you contest it and you lose, you, the, it says you get nothing. So um, so that's that's a that's a risk you take. Yeah, and I, I imagine you've seen the gamut of, of family emotions and, and
3: arguing and back and forth when that happens because no one is really prepared to deal with, you know, for the most part, with, with the, the, the death of someone in their family, especially someone that's, you know— uh taking care of them and um, how, how do you how do you deal with that when you have you know disagreements or or issues with the uh, you know with the family how do you uh approach that
0: yeah it does happen uh when you're talking about um emotional things like death and then it's of course when you're talking about money uh you got to you got a, a field uh, there right for for trouble sometimes but not but not always um, but the, the best way to deal with it, from my perspective, is to try to communicate with the person who's uh, upset about something in the will or something about that. That see if you can find some kind of resolution prior to going to uh, court to, to file a, a lawsuit. So, and getting the if you can getting the, the family members even to, to talk to each other if there's problems there. Trying to get them to work it out so that they can uh, try to resolve it before it gets to a point where you're starting to spend lots of money on attorney fees and uh, a lot of the estate kind of going away into uh, uh, into fees. Yeah, I always say never use your heart to
3: make a financial decision. <laughs> you, <laughs> mean, you, just, you, get, you got the head for, for a reason. Use that.
2: You're going into it. Hey, Josh, I just got a question from uh, one of the listening audience. I want you to explain RMDs. Okay. Uh, age or what's the age? Uh, and what's the changes? Uh,
4: well, an RMD is is uh, stands for required minimum distribution. And uh, what that is is it's a it's actually taken from uh, the the life expectancy uniform life expectancy guideline that the IRS has. So you so you take your twelve thirty one December thirty first value of the prior year and you divide that by your life expectancy to tell you how much you have to take. Uh, now you, traditionally it was it used to be seventy and a half. After you reach hit the age of seventy and a half, you can take those RMDs. You're required to. But now they, uh, they, they, first of all, they eliminated it this year. You don't have to take it this year uh, because of all the COVID going on and uh, the f- financial chaos. Uh, but starting next year, uh, it, it, they, they uh, pushed it back to
3: age 72. So you can bet on your life expectancy. (laughs) I mean, this is the USA. I guess we can bet on everything. If if you want, they want to get they want to tax
4: that money. You know, an IRA is a tax deferred vehicle, so you're not paying taxes. You can you can buy shares of stock. You can sell that stock. You can make a hundred percent in that stock over the years. Let's say you buy another stock. Now you're making another hundred percent over. Let's say you have it for thirty five years. You triple your money in that. Well, you you sold it all into cash. You're not paying taxes on any of it. None of it until it comes out of that IRA, a traditional IRA. A Roth IRA, there are no taxes due on the
3: uh income either. See, I th- I think you just answered my next question because <laughs> I was going to ask like, why would you hire a financial planner and a state planner? <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> instead of trying to do it yourself because you know, yeah. everybody thinks I can just go on YouTube and just figure it out. So, oh, yeah. that's uh <laughs> You know, I I mean,
4: do you, it's like a chiropractor, do you, would you, if something's wrong with your back, do you, do you go to a, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta get that, you gotta go to that professional, you know, if something's wrong with your finances. You, you know, you go to a financial professional, uh, if you want to set it up, you want to have a plan, you want to have a plan to make income, you want to have a plan to, to pass on your money, pass on your estate, pass on your property. Um, you know, go see those professionals because I can promise you, uh, the, 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 Meager fee that I charge,
0: (laughs) is going to be where I'm going to be worth my my weight in gold to you. Excellent. Yeah, and and you could do it yourself if uh, you have you know the wherewithal to do it. um, But you you get into situations sometimes where you you may not fully see what everything needs to be done. That's where a professional comes in. And um, for for example, like with your do-it-yourself you know wills and trusts. The the company that you do that will do that through, they'll prepare those documents, uh, but they don't represent you. They're they're not your attorney. They're just attorneys that have prepared the documents. You have to do the pretty much the work, making sure it's done right. Um, But. Uh, but, but when you come to Josh, or uh, for financial planning, or for an attorney who does estate planning, you know they they represent you and they're they're gonna they're gonna fight for your interests and make sure it's done right. Well, can you, well, can you tell the audience
3: where where they can find you? Because uh, I want to be the resource and say here. Go to a professional. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't have to go just try to get your trade and legal zoom account and think you got it all <laughs> set. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the audience where they can find you uh,
4: You can find me at uh, Goldsmith Finan- www.goldsmithfinancial.net. Uh, and uh, joshua.goldsmith at lpl.com is my email.
0: Yeah, And you can find uh, the White Law Office at whitelawoffice.com. And, but white spelled W-I-G-H-T so um that's that's where you can find me and uh you can come to, give me a call and come to the office
2: mm-hmm. david uh, uh it's uh, one of my listening audience wants you to explain uh, real quickly what is advanced health care directory a director and what is a health care agent
0: sure in, in, an advanced health care directive is uh, a the document that you put together that allows your agent to assist you with healthcare decisions, um, let's say you have um, you get into a car wreck and you're not responsive. Um, they, if you have a healthcare directive, that will basically explain what type of treatment you would want in a situation like that, as opposed to the doctors and family trying to just guess what what kind of treatment you would want. So. It, it looks at a lot of end-of-life decisions, you know, to keep on life support or not, uh, but it also even is a practical document allowing your health care directive agent to communicate with medical professionals and receive medical information because if you don't have that, the hospitals and doctors, they can't communicate with you. They can't give you medical information under the uh, HIPAA privacy laws. So, so your agent is the person that you've appointed to communicate with the doctors and to, to make your – Decisions before the the healthcare professionals.
3: So, so who who can be the agent? Do you have to have someone that's certified, or can it just be whoever you choose? It can be
0: whoever you choose, as long as they're an adult, eighteen years of age, and have uh, an understanding of uh, you know what you want. So, it's a good idea to, to show them the the directive and let them know ahead of time. Wow,
2: Ray, uh, this has been an absolutely uh, educational. Uh, show today i'm talking about because i believe that everybody need to listen to this and understand that you need a financial advisor regardless of how much money you have so you can start putting those away and you also need estate planning if you own anything right uh, that that you want to take care of make sure that it's passed on so i i want to thank our guest ray for educating our listening audience and i know they educated me
3: Yeah, I mean, especially in a time like this. And so uh, one of the things that Joshua said is that it's never too early to start planning to start putting your, your, your funds together. And then with David saying, you know, get, get your game plan together. So you don't have to, your, your family, your friends, your loved ones battling and arguing at the, at the end. Um, you know, it's, it's always tough to start discussing stuff like this, but we have to have that conversation earlier. And, uh, I think for, uh, you know, for our generation, especially, you know, my son's generation, my daughter's generation. And, you know, I try to impart that onto them and I encourage the audience to give that information to your kids, have the financial conversations Go see a professional. And and I'm I'm sure uh you know, Joshua and David would would give a consultation to you know to talk to someone about it and um mm-hmm. will uh, be a resource. So, you know, I implore you guys to to have that conversation early. Ray, I wanna thank our sponsor for making this uh this show
2: possible? You know, Absolutely. our sponsor is Joshua Goldsmith. He's sitting uh, in the chair right in front of Ray. Oh, you guys uh, just
4: keep making great shows, and I'll keep being the sponsor. <laughs> we, we like that. We like
2: that. You know, so, and I certainly want to thank David. David, uh, I know you were extremely busy. You took time to come and educate our, our listening audience. Thank you again. Hope to have you back on again one day. I know it's a lot of questions that I wanted to ask, but, you know, time, Ray, is that time again? It's
3: that time again, and we got to force to go pay the bill. <laughs> but,
2: you know, we'll see you same time next week. But, Ray, we have to let the listening audience uh, and uh, know that we always are out looking for sponsors to help continue to bring this great message. So I tell you what, it's your life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. We will see you next week at the same time,
3: same place.
1: (laughs) Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.
0: Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative and securities and investments products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. The information presented on the show is solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service method. The opinions expressed are those of Joshua Goldsmith and Goldsmith Financial and are subject to change based on markets and other
6: conditions.